when you walk into the room, it says sickness starts to vanish. Every hopeless situation, oh, it just ceases when you walk. When you walk into the room, oh, the dead begin. Cause there's resurrection life in all you do. And we love, we love you, Lord. We'll never stop. We can't live without you. different oh but just enter in tonight I just want seated real quickly tonight. I'm going to ask you to turn your Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4. You might not hear anything new tonight, but I, I will tell you the Lord has pressed this upon me to preach to you tonight, and I believe that we are going to be encouraged and, and uplifted and challenged by this word. But I believe it is 
one of those those messages that if you know anything about teaching and preaching the word of God, it may not be on time for you, but it came on time for me and encouraged me tonight. So 2 Kings chapter number 4. If you're there, stand one more time for the reading of God's Word. I gave you a little bit of a break. I ain't going to read that much to you tonight. Verse 1. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. Turn to your neighbor say, bound. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me what hast thou in thy house. And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. And then he said, Go, borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and thou shalt pour out, turn to your neighbor say, pour, and to all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside all, all set aside which that which is full, say full. So she went from him, and she shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. Turn to your neighbor one more time, say poured. A lot of, a lot of group participation tonight. And it came to pass when the vessels were full, say full, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a, a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God and said, Go sell the oil and pay thy debt. And live thou and thy children of the rest. Let us pray tonight as you're seated. God, we come before you and we thank you for your word and its anointing. We thank you for the worship that we feel in this house. And Father, I believe that your presence is here for a purpose, to uplift, to encourage, to encourage, and to change lives tonight. And Lord, we know that your word through its anointing can do that. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church says, Amen. Amen. Again, portion of scripture that I believe I can look across the house tonight and say with most confidence that you've heard this portion of scripture preached probably hundreds of different ways. And I have read this portion of scripture and I will tell you what speaks to me more than anything about the Bible's validity and the fact that it is alive is that you can read the Bible cover to cover time and time again, read portions of Scripture time and time again, and the Lord will speak to you something new that you never saw, that you never knew, or never never had noticed before in the Scripture. The Word is truly alive, and I thank God for that. But uh, we see here that this woman, her husband is dead. Again, I, I'm just 
trying to, for the sake of time, just if you don't know anything about this chapter, just give you a, 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 a synopsis uh, or whatever of, of what's going on, a snapshot of what's going on. It's just whatever. I don't, I'm not an English major. Um, but what we have here is this woman is in debt, and, and in this time, if you were in debt, that means you were bound. And I would still say to you, being in debt, you are still bound in this day and age that we live in. But this is a debt that is not something that can just be uh, ignored. You can't go bankrupt in this society. You have to pay your debts. If you cannot pay your debts, then you will have to offer either yourself or, in this case, the sons of this father to servanthood, to indentured servanthood for so many years to pay off the debt. So she is in a dire situation because bondage is coming and has come to her house. It is not just knocking on the door, but you can see from the passage of Scripture that she cried unto Elisha. She cried out. You can see and hear the desperation, if you will, in her voice because the bondman is coming and not just coming for her, but he is coming for her children. I could preach tonight about the fact that the enemy is coming for a generation. I, I think we can allude to that. I think we can talk about the fact that there are homes that profess faith, that yet have bondage in them, that profess Jesus as Lord of their home, Lord of their lives, but yet the enemy is trying to bombard and overtake them, and they find themselves fighting for their lives, fighting for their souls, fighting as we see in this text, for their freedom. I believe there's people under the sound of my voice tonight that are fighting principalities and powers. Let me tell you, not some, but I believe everyone in this house is fighting something. I will tell you, we, we, we had a discussion uh, with the worship team on Sunday morning. I, I, I'm not here to divulge all that. Uh, but we were talking about the fact that spiritual warfare has increased so much uh, that I, I want you to know that I believe every person in this house uh, that professes faith in Jesus Christ, uh, that is pursuing Him, pursuing what He has for them, can say uh, that this past year and the past months, uh, you have felt an intensity in your spirit and a bombardment of the enemy. Can anybody raise their hand and say, I have felt that, Pastor. I have sensed that in my spirit. And I want you to know that the bondman is coming. And the bondman wants not only you, but he wants your children because he wants not just you and your children, he wants your home. There has been such an attack on the home. I want you to know that when the, the prophet of God speaks to her and says, uh, what do you have in your house? Hear me tonight. This is, this is something that is hard to hear at times, uh, but he didn't ask, uh, who is your pastor? Where do you go to church? What synagogue do you attend? Who is your teacher? He didn't ask that. He didn't say, what does your mother have? What does your father have? What did your husband leave you? What? No, he said, what do do you have in your house? You say, what does that have to do with anything? I want you to know that we live in a Western society that thinks that we can get our salvation and our religiosity and our relationship with God. We can do it vicariously through the preacher. 
We can do it through the pastor. We can do it through the Sunday school teacher. I want you to know that God's not asking you in this time that we're living in. Listen, I want you to know what you're going to combat the enemy with, I can't do it for you. Hear me, it's in your house. She said, all I have is some oil in my house because it wasn't about uh, where her membership was. Uh, It wasn't about where she paid tithes to. Uh, It was what do you have uh, in your house uh, that can rid you of this bondman? I want you to hear me tonight uh, that I I, I believe under the sound of my voice. uh, I want you to hear this preacher tonight. Uh, I want you to know this, uh, that I believe on a shadow, beyond a shadow of a doubt, uh, that there is something in each home represented here tonight uh, that can combat uh, and come against uh, what the enemy is trying to do in this day, in this hour. You hear me tonight. Uh, I I feel the Spirit of the Lord coming upon me. I want you to know this, uh, that you are anointed and there is enough in you to send the devil the devil running. Hear me tonight. We talk about spiritual victory. We talk about spiritual peace. We talk about spiritual joy. But I want you to know Pastor Jake can't give that to you. I want you to know this worship team can't give that to you. But the answer to what you're going through is in your house. It's in your relationship with the Lord. It's in your prayer time. It's in your reading life. It's in your worship life. I want you to hear me tonight that there is still an anointing that can break yokes and it's not just in the church house, it's in your house. So hear me. We see the bondman's coming. Elisha says, what's in your house? She says, I have a pot of oil. She says, okay, we have something. And we, we can talk about the fact that she, she gave what she had. See, here's the thing, is she said, all I have, all I have is a pot of oil. And see, what the enemy tries to convince the people of God is, all you have is not enough. I want you to know that with God, all you have is more than enough. And if you didn't have anything and all you had was God, you still have enough. Understand this. The enemy will try to tell you that it is impossible for you to combat what's coming against your home. Hear me. Hear me tonight. I want you to know what you have in your home is more than enough. Through Christ, I can do all things. Right? Do we believe that tonight? Man, I'm just kicking stuff. Hear me. That means I'm, I'm, I'm Pentecostal. I'm throwing stuff at you. But hear me. We see. What do you have in your house? I have a pot of oil. So, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go get vessels. I want you to go get vessels. And he said, I want you to begin to pour out. He said, okay. We've read that, preacher. No, I want you to understand. Not only did he say, go get you some vessels and pour out. He said, you go into your home and you shut the door. What he was saying is, this, this is what I feel in my spirit. Is so many people, we, we have social media now, right? So many people love to post about their problems. Listen, I understand when you post prayer, I, I, under, I, I understand that. But, but what happened to shutting the door and dealing with it? Hear me tonight. I've told you before. I know all of you would love for me to move in with you. 
And now is the perfect time to do it because we're fasting and I won't eat you out of house and home. Now's the perfect time. But the fact is, I can't go home with you. Pastor Ronnie can't go home with you. So sometimes when the door's shut, you just got to deal with it. If it's 3 o'clock in the morning, you just got to deal with it. If it's 5 o'clock in the morning, you just got to deal with it. Why? Because there's something in your house. Greater is he that is in me, in you, than he that is in the world. It's time for the church to take some spiritual authority back, shut the door, and say, devil, you ain't getting out of here until I deal with you. So she shuts the door. And the Bible says she didn't just shut the door on herself. She shut the door with her sons in the house. What did she do? She picked up oil. This is water. I don't have enough oil to fill up all these buckets. And she poured. And she poured. And she poured. Say, what does this have to do with anything? And she poured. Because some of you are dealing with deliverance issues. You need deliverance in your family. You need deliverance for your children. You need deliverance for your home. You need deliverance for your marriage. You need deliverance for your finances. You need deliverance in your worship. You need deliverance in your relationship with God. What she did is she said, listen, the man of God told me to do something by the unction of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to do it. So what she did is she shut her family in there. And she said, you're going to watch me be obedient to the Lord. And she didn't know. All she was doing, Justin, was just pouring. She was just doing something that God told her to do but the Bible says that all she had was some oil we know that that oil represents the anointing right I made reference to the fact that the anointing breaks the yoke so every time she was pouring out of her vessel what she was doing is she was pouring out some anointing over her situation I'm going to pour out I'm going to pour out why because when you pour out anointing when you pour out when you release the spirit of God listen this is a container What is in it is no good to you unless it is poured out. When she began to pour out, she didn't know that she was pouring out breakthrough over her home. I'm just just pouring out breakthrough through my home. I'm pouring out deliverance. Well, you're just pouring oil. No, no, no. I'm filling these vessels. I'm filling these vessels. I'm filling these vessels. You say, where are you going with tonight? Here's what I want you to understand. Is if you want deliverance, you've got to pour out. Okay, what does pouring out look like? I, I remember Glorious told me this. Brother Ronnie's told me this. They've told me that this is how you pour out. Parents, listen to me. This is how you pour out in front of your children. Pastor Ronnie, Sister Glory would tell me about when their father would pray in the basement and they could hear his prayer resonating throughout the house. They would tell me about when Sister Louise would be doing chores and she'd be worshiping and praising God. You say, well, that's just unusual. But no, what she was doing in front of her children is she was pouring out. You you, you say, what is pouring out? Pouring out is what my mother and father used to do. When my mother, under the unction of the Holy Spirit, would come into my bedroom at night and pray over me and my brother, speaking a heavenly language, I want you to know what she was doing. It may have seemed weird to the world, but in her home, with the door shut, she was pouring out. Why? Because she was fighting for her children. 
She was fighting for her children. She was fighting for her marriage. She was fighting for her family. In the morning, I would get up and I would hear my father speaking in a heavenly tongue. What you think is, oh, well, he was a preacher. He was just praying. No, he wasn't just praying. He was pouring out. You say, well, I've been through a rough day. I want you to know if you've been through a rough day tonight, the best thing for you to do is come into this house, lift up your hands and worship. Why? Because the child sitting on your pew needs to see you pour out. And what you're saying is, it doesn't matter what it looks like. Listen, the bondman was coming. The slave master was coming for her children. And she said, I'm just going to pour out. I know it looks bad, but I'm going to worship. I know I don't feel like it, but I'm going to praise. I know I don't have the money to tithe, but I'm going to tithe. I know. I just don't feel it today, Brother Justin. Oh, but I'm just going to pour out. Why? Because when the vessels became full, when the vessels became full of anointing, what happened is she sold the oil. But spiritually what happened is the anointing broke the bond of her house. It broke the bond of her house. You hear me tonight? What the enemy meant for evil, God is going to turn it over for good. Why? Because you're just going to pour it out. Oh, you should praise God tonight. I'm telling you, I feel the Holy Ghost like I haven't felt him in a long time. You hear me tonight. These vessels, you think, oh, my praise ain't doing nothing. No, you're pouring out. My prayer isn't doing nothing. You're pouring out. My fasting isn't doing nothing. No, you're pouring out. You're pouring out. Oh, I'm not doing nothing. No, you're pouring out. Hear me tonight. This is what Elisha said. Hold on, it only gets better from here. He said, you fill them things up. You fill them up. You make sure they're full. Why? Why does that matter? We, we reference the anointing breaks the yoke. Whatever breaks a yoke has to be heavy. Here's what Jesus told the disciples. I want you to go to Jerusalem. I want you to tarry. Until you be endued with power from on high. What does the day of Pentecost say in Acts chapter 2? They were filled with the Holy Ghost. Why? Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I know we're on fast. But it's time to get heavy. It's time to get weighty. It's time to get full. Why? Because the weight of the anointing is what destroys the yoke. Why do they have to be full? Because full vessels can pour out. Day of Pentecost, when they were full, is when they stepped out of the upper room. And what was poured into them, they began to pour out. And there came a wave of repentance. There came salvation. I want you to know when Jesus went to that whipping post, his blood was poured out. When he went to that cross, he was full of love. He was full of grace. He was full of 
of mercy. He was full of joy. He was full of peace. Everything that you need, he was full of. But they drained his body of blood because when his blood was poured out, there was victory for us. That's why the writers could say, by his stripes, I'm healed. Why? Because he was poured out. Come to the music tonight. Play anything. I don't care. No preference. Hear me. Church, preached, uh, might have been last week. I don't, I don't remember. Preached last week about a next level church. What you have. Listen, when you compare this to that, there's a whole different volume in this compared to this. You say, what does that have to do with anything? It's easy to think this is small. But she shut herself in and she poured out. With her children watching, she poured out. You say, young people, well, he's talking about parents. He's not really talking to me. No, 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 no. This is life. When life gets hard, what, what your flesh and what the enemy tells you to do, is take a step back. Well, God will understand. I'm just going, I'm just going through it. I'm just going through it. Listen, I want you to know, if you want to be a next level church, we're going to have to stop making excuses. Because the reality of it is Jesus had every right to call down 12 legions of angels to come and save him. Had every right. But he didn't quit on you. He just kept pouring out. When he felt like he had nothing, his body drained. Brother Wade, he just kept pouring out. Poured out so much so that, as Brother Austin alluded to Sunday morning, he looked over at a man hanging on the cross. He said, you'll be with me in paradise. Even when he was on empty, he was pouring out. Hear me today. What you're doing in your spiritual life is not meaningless. Because you're filling up some vessels. You're filling up some vessels. You're filling up some vessels. Why do they need to be filled? So they can be poured out. She poured that oil. She poured that oil. The anointing became so heavy that it broke the yoke. Stand with me across this house. Church, I feel that many, if not all, in this house, you feel empty. But I want you to know there's something left. There's something left in the tank.
I'm telling you, if you want your family, if you want your life to be different, come hell or high water, you, you've got to pour. You've got to pour out. Because we sing that song, this is how I fight my battles. Everybody loves that song. Everybody, oh, yeah, yeah. That's how I fight my battles, through praise and worship. Is that how you fight your battles at home? I don't know why. I don't know why the Lord has put me on this. The last month, the Lord has just been telling me, tell people to learn how to enter in. You can't bank on this atmosphere every day of your life. You're going to have to learn how to get in it yourself. But how do you get into that? You pour out. You pour out. I was telling some young man the other day. I said, you know, something that I do, I said, it sounds crazy. I said, but there are times, hey, prayer's hard. Brother Jaden, sometimes it seems difficult. And you know what? I will, I will say out loud to myself, God, I thank you that I don't have to feel you to know that you're here. I say that. I don't know why, but it does something for my spirit to know that it's not just, I'm not just hooked on a feeling because I know who God is. And I'm going to pour out. And I'm going to pour out. And I'm going to pour out. Listen, I'm going to end with this. times that I, I, I honored my parents the most, that I admired them the most. Sister Mary's when they were going through the roughest times of their life. Listen, there's, I know there's people that's tied to ministry in this family. It's not easy being a preacher's kid. Because you get to see the good, the bad, the ugly, and the uglier. I'll tell you that. And Brother Jeremy, I saw and I heard what people would say about my parents. And Marcel, you know what they do? They kept pouring out. And Justin, I'd see the tears they'd cry. But every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Monday, every Tuesday, my, my dad was still in that prayer closet. Every night, my mom was still up praying before she went to bed. It didn't matter what it was, Brother Wade. They just kept pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring out. If you want deliverance to come, if you want true freedom, pour out. I know we're fasting. And listen, it should not be easy. Hear me, it should not be easy. But you think, oh, I don't know why God wants me to be miserable like this. Because you're pouring out. Because when Jesus had his flesh torn away,
That's when his blood poured out for you and for me, for us. And when we're fasting, that's what's happening. Our flesh is being taken away because we're pouring out. So hear me tonight. I'm done. I want spiritual authority to come back, not just to the house of God, but to the houses represented in this, 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 this sanctuary tonight. I want, I, I want your children, I want your children to see you enter in, to hear you enter in. I want your family members to see you enter in. I want your family members to see when all hell is breaking loose for you to have your hands lifted and say, God, I don't understand why this is going on, but Jesus, I'm just going to pour out praise. I'm going to pour out worship. As Paul and Silas began to pour out prayer, praise and worship, deliverance came. Shackles were loosed. And church, it's about time we became free again. Free to worship. You want to know why the enemy attacks worship so much? Is because worship's how you enter in. Why does he attack your prayer life so much? Because that's a form of worship. You're, that's how you enter in. Because if you can get into the presence of God, you can encounter the presence of God. And if you encounter the presence of God, you will be changed. So hear me tonight. If you're here tonight and you say, I want authority back. I want chains to be broken off my family. I want chains to be broken off me. If you're here tonight, I want you to come to the front. I want to pray with you. If you're a young person tonight and say, listen, I know, I know God has plans for me, I, I, but I, I just don't understand some of the things I'm going through right now, Pastor Jay. I, I want you to know that you can live with authority and anointing on your life. You can come. And we're going to pour it out and watch God fill you up. So if you're here tonight, Come. Come come. You need peace. You need strength. You need guidance. We're going to pray with you. We're going to fight for you. I want you to fight. I want you to fight this, these altars. We say all the time, it's not a place of weakness. It's a place of strength. Why is it a place of strength? Because this is where you confront what the enemy's trying to do in your life. This is where you confront it. It's right here. And you say, I have authority through Christ. I have anointing through Christ. Oh, Church, help me pray. If you're, not, if you're not on the front of this church tonight, find someone. Sisters, find a sister's Brother, find a brother. Pray with them tonight. Oh, pour it out. Pour it out, Holy Ghost. Pour it out. Pour it out tonight.